They don't have any parsnip-infused drinks aboard the train. You're surprised? Well, you would think with the amount of money that we're paying for the trip, we'd have some vegetable-based cocktails at least. Not even a celery sour or a ginger buck. Just enjoy the journey. We'll be at the on-world off-grid vacation rental shortly. Why don't you check out the reading material provided about the train? You know how I feel about brochures. Sorry, didn't mean to trigger you. I think there's some interesting stuff here, though. Like what? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, the double-fee streamliner, apart from being super fast and super expensive, is eco-friendly. It runs almost entirely on solar power. I guess that's a little interesting. The entire roof of the train is covered in solar panels, and there's many wind turbines on the side of the train for extra power. Okay, that's pretty cool. There's also piezoelectric panels in the train cars that produce energy from people walking up and down the hallway. What about anxious people who pace back and forth? Anxious people who pace back and forth produce a good amount of energy that the train captures. It actually says that in the brochure? Yep. Hmm. I like the solar panels portion. Uh, let's take a look around the train. Appears to be a lounge of some sort, but no one is here. Who's playing the piano? Relax. It's an automatic piano player. It plays itself. Oh, that's a relief. Wait, look at one of those black keys. Isn't that... It's a surrendabite. Yeah, let's play it. Oh, but first, let's get Aaron. You know how he feels about being left out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm not going to get an electric car with solar panels. Why not? You can't drive it at night. Of course you can. It's an electric vehicle. You can drive it as long as it has electricity. And what produces electricity? Well, the batteries. And the batteries are charged by? Well, the solar panels, but... I rest my case. <sighs> and we're back. Broadcasting from our studio on the pale blue dot we call Earth, we've got a great short for you today. That's right, Matt. Today we discuss everything solar-powered. From the sun, mm -hmm. which is a circle. The, the sun is 100% solar-powered. Like a circle. There you go. <laughs> now, the American entrepreneur Ted Turner, billionaire Ted, he said, even if we don't... If we'd have, if, <laughs> even if we... <laughs> Sorry, Ted. That's not probably how you said it. <laughs> even if we didn't have greenhouse gases, we're going to have to move away from fossil fuels as we're going to run out. They're finite, whereas solar and wind are infinite. Now, solar power may be defined as the harnessing of the sun rays to recreate energy. It usually utilizes photovoltaic cells to convert light into electrical current. These are made from some material that is typically a semiconductor like silicon. They are treated so that one side is negative and the other is positive. When light strikes the cell, electrons are knocked off the surface, and with electrical conductors attached to both the positive and the negative sides, those electrons can be captured to create an electrical current. Some become way more complicated, but we'll stick to the basics for a light speed episode. Now, the effect that is actually used by these cells was discovered all the way back in 1839 by Edmund Becquerel of France. Did I say that right? I believe it's, it's France. France. Oh, France. Okay. France. 
He discovered that some materials produce small amounts of current when exposed to light. Now, Albert Einstein even earned a Nobel Prize in physics for his description of how this works. The first working model was built in 1954 by our old friend Bell Laboratories. But it was too expensive to be practical at the time. The idea did get the interest of the space program, as spacecraft were the first to use the technology to create power. The advancement and efficiency of the technology, coupled with the energy crisis of the 1970s, gave way to the idea of solar panel as an energy source besides being out in space. Now, Bjork, Icelandic singer, and my favorite Icelandic singer... (laughs) I didn't know she was Icelandic. Oh, now you do. Yeah, now you (laughs) do. Uh, said, solar power, wind power, the way forward is to collaborate with nature. It's the only way we are going to get to the other end of the 21st century. There's another end? Oh, yeah, believe me. <laughs> if you think it's rough There's now. There's going to be a 2122 or 2120. On the next episode of the 21st century. <laughs> now, development and use of the solar cells was actually surprisingly early, or at least for me. Uh, Charles Fritz put up the first solar cells on a roof in New York City all the way back in eight. 1884. It's considered a madman. Yeah. <laughs> this was started because it was thought that coal would become scarce relatively soon. <laughs> what a fool. <laughs> <laughs> he was a little off, but we're still going to run out. Now, unfortunately, that was the same reason that the development came screeching to a halt pretty quickly as coal and petroleum became more available. Now, that paired with the fact that these first arrays had around a 1% efficiency rating, it kind of killed solar power back in the 1880s. Now, the 1970s saw a bit of a resurgence of solar power as oil prices soared. The growth was so rapid that President Jimmy Carter wanted to target 20% of all U.S. energy production to be solar by 2000. I don't think that happened. (laughs) During Reagan's term in office, however, the price of oil fell substantially, and along with it went most of the funding set aside for the solar power. In the late 90s and early 2000s, brought about the idea of global warming into the picture, and solar power was once growing in use. The 2010 solar power grew the most outside of the U.S., and the 2020s so far, the rising cost of fossil fuels are offset by subsidies for those uh, fuels, keeping solar power the cheapest source of energy, but barely worth the effort of installing them. Yeah. Now, the cost of installing solar panels, if you're curious, is the cheapest it's ever been. But that doesn't mean it's, quote unquote, cheap. Uh, The prices vary wildly depending on your location, state subsidies, and how much sunlight your house will receive. But roughly, the average cost is somewhere between $15,000 to $20,000 for around a 2,000 square foot house. So if your house is bigger, you need more, it's going to cost more. It does, however, only take about one to three days typically to install, and it may actually increase the value of your home, assuming that the panels are installed properly so they don't damage the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they're installed properly and the roof is in good shape, it may actually make the roof sturdier. Uh, the American singer Bonnie Raitt once said, solar power is the last energy resource that isn't owned yet. Nobody taxes the sun. Isn't that yet. interesting that all these quotes that we're getting yeah, are just from singers? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all, you know, that, that's what they do with their extra time when they're riding around on their yeah. tour bus. All the scientists are busy in the lab. <laughs> now, if you're trying to figure out if it would be cost effective, well, it can get complicated. First off, you have to figure out just how much on average you're paying for electricity currently. If your bill fluctuates, so will your savings. Secondly, you need to find out how much sun actually comes to your house. It may be nearly impossible to recuperate your investment if your house receives limited sunlight. Or it could be very beneficial if you get a lot of sunlight. 
Thirdly, get estimates in your area. The majority of the cost is installation with little to no maintenance with a life expectancy of around 20 years for modern panels. Then next, you want to check for any government incentives. Now, these change frequently, so make sure that whatever incentive you're looking at is still going to be in effect when you'll be purchasing the panels. Lastly, and probably the most difficult step, is to keep an eye on the international costs of the panels and what extra taxes may be added if you have to import them. The final idea to consider is the environmental impact. Now, keep in mind that just like buying a new electric car, if you're going to solar strictly to help save the planet, eh, it might not be worth it. Although there are no emissions or pollutants released from the use of solar panels, it does take energy to produce and ship the panels. If you use a lot of electricity and don't receive a lot of sunshine at your house, you may have to offset the electricity use with a generator or by pulling power from the regular power grid, both of which likely use fossil fuels to generate that power. On top of this, you will still have to have a bank of batteries to store power for the use when the sun isn't shining, such as nighttime or overcast days. Now we speak some spectacular certainties of solar power. If we could harness all of the solar power that hit the Earth for one hour at 100% efficiency, that would give us enough energy to power the world for an entire year. Just one hour of sunlight. Wow. Solar power is strong enough to power an entire home. You don't need necessarily, depending on where you are, to uh, to have any other input of electricity. Mm-hmm. The first solar-powered satellite, the Vanguard 1, is still in orbit and is the oldest man-made satellite in orbit currently. Yeah, pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and it's still going. Yeah. <laughs> billions and billions of miles just whipping around the Earth. As long as the sun's still shining. Uh, China is the largest producer of solar power in the world. America is third. Yeah, we're not top dog. Even if not subsidized by the government, solar power is still cheaper than fossil fuels. Solar power panels can be the quickest to deploy and the easiest to repair after natural disasters. Now, that was like the fact of the episode for me. It was interesting to think about. I was like, well, that makes perfect sense. Like, you know, after the storm, the sun normally shines for a while. So, and then after natural disasters. So, Mm -hmm. pretty cheap to put up, easy to put up. And uh, the most efficient solar panels today are reaching about 23% efficiency. <laughs> that was so underwhelming. Twenty-three <laughs> percent, like, right? But I mean, it's free power, so like you know, yeah, it's not like you're going to convert it all anyway. So it's going to can't wait till we get to twenty-four <laughs> percent. Uh, we'll leave you with a quote by Jim Inhofe, American politician, not a singer, at least not yet. Solar energy is bound to be in our future. There is a kind of inevitability about it. Solar, sun power. <laughs> And that's our short. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, we exist within the universe. And the universe exists within ourself. We're all the stuff of stars. So have a stellar day, everyone. And thanks for stopping by our corner of the cosmos. This has been the Mid-Flight Crisis Podcast. You can support important spaceship repairs and maintenance by subscribing to the Mid-Flight Crisis Patreon page. We'd love to hear your suggestions about the show and future topics, and we appreciate your support, ratings, and reviews. This endeavor isn't possible without amazing listeners like you. Thanks for sharing your space and time with us. We'll see you on our next adventure. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop us a line at intrepidtransfer at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>